Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the subject is always on samurai swords for real this time. For real. Blood geezers. Geysers. Geezers, I will geysers. never say it right. I think it is geyser. Oh, I said geezer, though, first. Oh. Immortal geezers. Yes. He's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Throne Knives, Psychosexual Lesbian Con Games. Of course. All sorts of awesome cult punk rock movie things brought to you by Top Gallant Radio and hosted by me, Gabriel Mara, and... Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabe. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. It's a rainy day, but we have coffee. Yeah, it's a rainy day, we have coffee, and we just watch a two and a half hour incredibly violent summary film. It wasn't a lot. It was like 245. Was it 240? Damn. Yeah, it was... A long was movie. A long. That was one of the longest ones we've ever done for this show. I think so. How long was Handmaiden? Handmaiden was about that. Damn. That makes sense. You're trying to jam in an entire like, like thirty volume manga into a movie. Is that it's thirty? I think it's thirty. I think Jesus. I, I collected up to like twenty. Wow. And there's more. I might be wrong. It might be more than that. But well, you know what? Uh, let's jump right into it. We'll get yes. into our dilly dally chit chat afterwards. Certainly. Ryan, did we do a movie? We did a movie. We, we did twenty-seventeens. Yes. Blade of the Immortal. Directed and... by Takashi Miike. There you go. Starring Ryan, who is an excellent <laughs> Japanese pronunciation. Starring Takuya Kimura. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hana Sugasaki. I like it. I, that's the whitest and yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, I can dig it. Trailer! Is a great trailer. Yeah, I showed you. I remember, like, I was like, I I watched the trailer the first time at work with you, yes. and I was like, Ryan, look at this trailer. Yeah, you even showed it to the skipper, and it was just like we were like, this looks awesome, and then yeah. we never watched it until today. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 been some time. Yeah, it's been a while. We it's it's been a while, has it not? It's been a while. It's been it's been quite some time. So we, oh, man, I don't even know how to start this, Ryan. That I have a long history of this series. Start with that. Okay, let's well, let's start with you, Ryan. Mm. So, um, have you started reading this comic? Yes, I read the first volume of Blade of the Immortal, and it's really good. Like, I'm By not really Hirowaki Samura. Yeah, I'm not really a big uh, manga guy. Um, a manga? Yeah, I'm not a manga. Mm-hmm. Maybe a manga. You're a fun guy. Yeah, fun guy. Um, but I do like. I do have an affinity affinity for all that samurai shit so mm-hmm. it, it got me yeah. uh and the uh the artwork's actually really good too like i think that's one of the things that turns me off from manga is like the bright-eyed happy girl like super happy fun time that's like, a fair artwork point. you know what i mean but i feel like like that's like saying you don't like american cartoons because all you've seen is like like powerpuff girls Good point. Good point. I mean, we, we like. I think it's it, anime and manga is such a broad art form, and I think like like nearly any artistic medium, the amount of bad stuff outweighs the good. Yeah. And it's just a matter of digging. Also, yeah. like I think that people tend to equate anime and manga. Like like, Top Gun Radio co-founder Daniel William Michael, uh, Gonzalez now. Yes. Yeah, he's Latino. He tends to equate it if that 90s look. When people think anime, they think anime in the 90s, where it, it is literally huge eyes, ridiculous blue hair, yeah. and kind of cutesy animation. Yes. So, fair point. I believe it. Yeah. I can dig it. But for me, I 
This is the, the, the one right in front of us, the book, is the one I bought in sophomore year of high school. That's in really good condition for that. Yeah, no, I, I take care of most of my books sometimes. So I just, I just hung out this thing. I bought it on a whim, like completely randomly. Yeah. I was getting into comics at the time. I bought, you know, my Dark Knight Returns is and my Watchmen's. And then looking through my manga, and I happened to find this. Dark Horse produced it in a kind of controversial left to right style. Yes, they addressed that right in the opening. Yeah, and the whole swastika thing. Yeah, that that's... It works for the artistic integrity of it, but the swastika yeah. will forever be tied to those shitbags. Yeah, just like the symbol of the Sinestro Corps and the Green Lantern um, symbol to the people of Katmatui. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I liked the Green Lantern Corps for a comic for a while. But I picked this up completely randomly. Danny and I started getting into it. And I love samurai culture, and mm -hmm. I love Japanese culture, and it was a kind of thing I was super obsessed with back in high school. I've tamped down on that a lot. I still love my anime, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, if someone's like, I'm a huge anime fan, I'll be like, oh! That's like your movie fan thing. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what's your favorite movie? Boondock Saints. You're like, yeah. oh! It's like, what's your second favorite movie? Oh, it's, uh... Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, like, you motherfucker! If it's something like your second favorite movie after Boondock Saints is like, I don't know, what's a, what's an arty farty movie that I like? Like Woman in the Dunes. I'm like, dude, the Japanese film. It's like, wow, you're a, you're you're an oddity. My second favorite movie is Drive. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll talk. You're interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, okay, we can have a conversation. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but I like this thing. And I got the comics, and I stopped collecting them because in high school I had no income, mm -hmm. and I couldn't, you know, keep on spending eighteen dollars. These were pricey too. Really? This one was fifteen, but then the bigger ones were eighteen each. Yeah, the tra trades get a little bit up there. I mean, normally yeah. they're in that like fourteen, to, like fourteen dollar range, but like yeah. yeah, some of your other ones will get like twenty. Yeah, it's also partly why it was fun to get into manga because you could afford to buy a ten dollar like Tankoban, unlike these. Heavy motherfucking graphic novels, dude. Yeah. Mm. All right, Ryan. Let's talk about movies. Yeah. How did you feel? Oh, well, first of all, for anyone who's not familiar with this movie, and after, I mean the trailer's gonna be in all Japanese. All you're gonna hear is guitar sweet, like like sweet guitar. Yeah, riffs. you should actually watch the trailer. Yeah, watch the trailer. It's rad, and all you'll hear is like Japanese and swords noises. Ryan, what is the plot or premise of Blade of the Immortal by Hiroaki Samura, directed by Takashi? Nikkei. So the premise is that there is a immortal, like, ronin, I guess he would be. Yep. Uh, I mean, worse than that, he's a criminal ronin. He killed yeah, his master. Yeah. Uh, and then his sister's husband, which mm -hmm. drove her insane. Yeah, they were good cops who uh, were trying to stop him. Yeah. And then when they were on the run, a group of bounty hunters ended up killing his sister, and that kind of, like, drove him a little bit even more insane. Um, he takes on a young lady as a... Uh, but she takes him on as a bodyguard because she's, she's looking to find the people who killed her parents mm -hmm. and avenge their deaths. Yes. And they go across the land hunting these people and hilarity ensues. Mm -hmm. uh, the people who killed her parents specifically the are Itorayu. A, the Itoryu. It is a, an anti-establishment, anti-establishment, a punk rock, if you will, yes. a punk rock sword swordsmanship group whose point is to eliminate all the useless martial arts dojos in japan yes trying to unify under one their whole idea is like if you're going to fight win the fight and don't limit yourself to your mm -hmm. like the weapons or uh talents you can use to do yeah. such a thing strike first strike fast no mercy yes yeah, cobra kai sweep the leg yes exactly uh but i can do it yeah so it's sweep the leg it's pretty fucking violent and there's some really cool characters in my mind this is like if you put lone wolf and cub and scott pilgrim in a blender yes this is pretty much what you get yeah it's it's, it's what you wanted out of out of lone wolf and cub but made today yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah. there, there's really not any slow parts of this mm -hmm. where it's like where lone wolf and cub gets those slow like 20 minute long beats yeah. that are just like a uh, little tough to watch just so you can I, get I, to the cool fights. This I just is think all it's cool really fights. interesting if Lone Wolf and Cub between you and me it's that it meets our tastes in the middle that yeah. I still love like 60s classic Japanese cinema mm -hmm. and it's still violent as hell 70s samurai exploitation violence and Blade of the Immortal is a I mean it's it's Takashi Miike 
to begin with. Ryan, have you seen any of his movies, or are you still partway through Thirteen Assassins? I, have, I haven't finished Thirteen Assassins yet, and like I said, me wanting I was I put it on late at night, and me like getting tired is no yeah, that's fault. Another of, it was no fault long of the movie. movie. Yeah, I think that was also part of the intimidation factor. Where I was mm-hmm. like, this is long, and then forty minutes in, I was like, eh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, you watch like this guy, this like minister guy, like just doing atrocities. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, this was his 100th movie. Yeah, no, he is a Japanese, I think worldwide, cinema legend. He's created some of the most, like, fascinating and violent and brilliant films ever made. He did Audition, I believe. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen Audition. Um, I haven't either. He's made, like, Takashimike has done so much random shit. He's a master of horror and extreme violence and action. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if, like, he's, if... You can think of any mass appeal, cult, violent, horror, Japanese fucked up film. Either he did it, or the other guy, Kinji Fukasuku, did it. Okay. Ryan, will you um, so kindly look up quickly the filmography of Takashi Miike? Certainly. Now tell me if any of those have ever caught your eye. Audition is one of his most famous ones. It's um, It starts out as a rom-com, and then the climax of the film is brilliant torture porn. He debuted. He's directed over 100 theatrical video and television productions since his debut in 1991. 1991. Uh, that's yeah. His films range from violent and bizarre to dramatic and family friendly. Isn't that like, fucking crazy? Is that guy like honestly? He's only 57. I really thought the dude had been making films since the 70s. Like, yeah. After he made a hundred movies. Yeah. I mean, How many I'm, does he do a year? Looks like two or three. Yeah, must be like, well, if it, there's four in 1995. There's like, holy shit, this guy keeps himself fucking busy. Yeah, dude, Woody Allen can suck a dick. Yeah, how about it? Ichi the Killer, I've heard of. Ichi the Killer is one of the most famous ones. That's that is a honestly that'd be a good pick for us down the line. Okay. That I've never seen it. I haven't seen most of his movies. To be perfectly honest, this is like I've seen. Shit, I saw his his, his unfortunately I think shitty Harakiri remake. Oh, I mean, man. that one suffered from being, like, probably the third movie he made that year. Oh, look at this. In 2010, he did a movie called Zebra Man 2, Attack on Zebra City. Awesome. Ninja Kids with three exclamation points. Oh, there it is. Harakiri, Death of a Samurai. Yeah, Harakiri 3D, Death of a Samurai. Oh, there's no fucking reason for that. Yeah, no. So I'm just finishing up looking at this. Yeah. Um, how did you like this movie? So, The Blade of the Immortal, the movie? Let's see. It was hard for me to separate it from the comic, Ryan, because I've had so much deep history with it. Because I do. That's how I was for the first 20 minutes, and I was like, mm. Yeah. I mean, like, I was also... I remember when... So I started watching this before we, um, we uh, recorded today, uh, and I did it late at night when I was a little bit tipsy, probably drunk, and I think for some reason I was in hypercritical film critic mode, mm-hmm. and all I did was look for problems. But this time around... I mean, if a movie this fucking long, it's this huge, you have to just let it, you just have to take it all in, let it wash over you. And it's never fair to compare the source material to the actual yeah. finished product. That's that's not that's not fair to the finished product. And I think I walk away on the whole with a, with a, this was really good. I, I yes. Visually fucking outstanding. The violence is great. I love the characters. And it took its, and I, like independent of the comic, I like the characters. And it was a movie that really took its time. Like, mm-hmm. You have to appreciate a movie that lets a like an actor's face and silence do all the storytelling you need. Yes. So I was I, w- I was in. So that's my initial reaction. Ryan, what about you? Uh, totally in. I I dug it a lot. Uh, I think this is one of those movies where I I don't think most audiences will have read the entirety of the source material. And I did it, and I was a super fan for a while. And I think this is a movie that would probably benefit from that. Mm. Like, not knowing anything but the source material and going in and just watching, like, a fun, visually kinetic yeah. movie. I think I think I hurt my own experience by trying to figure out what was going to happen next based on what I know. Mm-hmm. And also, when something didn't happen that I wanted to happen, I was disappointed, and that's not the fault of the movie. Yes. It's, I it's mean, already so fucking long. Yeah, I mean, even for how long it is, it's tight. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really wasted scenes. There's yeah. not really anything in it where I'd be like, ah, you could lose that. This is yeah. actually like, I was enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, I, m- I meant to ask you that. Since since you have not read the comic at all for the first one, did were there, like, did you, were you left wanting by any of the any of the character beats? Any of the moments? Not I mean, really. I mean, there was gonna, so we're, much. We're gonna spoil this a little bit. Yeah. I think it's, it's available on Hulu. You can watch it before I even listen to this thing. 
but were there bits of it where you're like, well, I mean, I feel like there's probably more to that in the comic, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, there's points where you, you of course, you, you can kind of, like, visualize in your own head where you would expand a scene or make it longer. Mm -hmm. they, that, that happens all the time with, like, uh, TV shows where they just gloss over something that meant so much to you. And, mm -hmm. again, that's the double-edged sword of an adaptation. Yeah. I want to see it visually on the screen, but you're not going to get the same experience that you did with the actual, like, reading the comic, reading mm -hmm. the book or It's whatever. never going to be perfect. I, I kind of had this, um, like, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo vibe where okay. you, like, you knew they had, like, a certain amount of people to, like, hunt down. Like, oh, one of our ten was killed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, so we're going to get nine more interactions. And Flim Flam is in it. Yeah, and you get, like, a whole bunch of them. And it's, I, mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I said this last week, like, I dig the monster hunter thing. Like, I mm -hmm. like a group of people hunting down villains. Yeah. And that, it really had me from that. You know, I, I, I love the format. I think we talked about this. I, I, I love the list format, the hit mm -hmm. list format. Um, it's like one day, I, I feel like we, we've done almost too many Japanese films, but they just really excel in sexy and violent movies. Yeah, they really do. And I want to show you Ninja Scroll, which is a classic anime film. It is tight, perfectly contained, hyper-violence, necessary scenes of sexual assault, because it's Japanese anime from the yeah. 90s. But, I mean, the basic premise is that a wandering ninja gets embroiled into a huge conspiracy, and then he must fight the eight demons of Kimon or something, and he just okay. fights them all one by one, and it, it it kicks a whole lot of ass. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember I once accidentally watched the entirety of it while I had a two-hour delay before school. Oh, nice. Yeah. I used to get up, like, wicked early to get before school, and then it's like, oh, two-hour delay. Maybe I'll watch Ninja Scroll for a minute. Just watch the whole damn thing with school. Nice. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I could get into that. But were you left wanting at all, Ryan, with this? Or Not is really this exactly, I mean, you this came like, in expecting something and you got it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is probably going to be a movie that I will purchase. That's awesome. That's great news. Uh, it, that, it, that's that's a ringing endorsement from you. Yeah, it really is. It, it I would proudly display it on the, the shelf. It's yeah. It deserves a spot up there. Um... I love it. I don't think I can bring it to Michelle Monaghan just because it's foreign. <laughs> it's foreign it's and it's long. and it's long. Uh -huh. So like this, is, I don't think this is a girlfriend or a wife movie. Yeah, um, the professor would not appreciate this. No, movie. no, she Too she doesn't have any problem with violence. It just bores her. And I think there's enough character work in here that she'd appreciate it. But I I couldn't like in good conscience be like, babe, sit down and watch this movie. You'll love it. I would. I would like forcibly like tie my wife to a chair and make her watch this because mm -hmm. I, I think it's awesome but like anytime I bring this is like oh boy that samurai shit that you and Gabe watch <laughs> do I really need to sit here I was like yes uh, yeah, yeah it's awesome make her sit through Ricky O oh no she would uh, that one would she would not no it's a too it's, it would be too stupid it would be too stupid this like I, I don't think she would actually sit down and like watch but like I think there, I could show her clips and she'd be like oh that's and, cool I'm like that looks cool like, mm -hmm. yeah so it's a really cool looking movie yeah it's very very visually well done like like Takashimike is a really good director he doesn't necessarily always pick the best projects mm -hmm. and I mean like Harakiri 3D never should have been made to begin with yes and I can't blame him really but this the guy just loves to work just from reading like the first volume of the comic, like this was begging for an adaptation. Yeah. And like, a movie may not have been the way I would have gone with it, but the like anime adaptation was very lackluster, unfortunately. Oh, they did it anime version. Mm-hmm. Oh. Honestly, like it looks really like sanitized. Oh. Like honestly, like when I, I me back in my high school days speculating, I'm like the only way I'd want an anime of this is if it's in black and white. Really? Yeah. No, I think it's black and white. I think it's the movie starts with this beautiful black and white thing. And you see like like the mist behind him and the yeah. light, and you see like like the, in all of the bounty hunters. I just like looking at this thing. Yeah, it's it's a sexy movie. It's a, it's like a tight machine of a movie. It's almost overstuffed, but you no, know, it's it's a lean machine for being almost three hours long. A hundred percent. Like this is a movie that gets like like I had said a glowing endorsement for me, and I mm -hmm. encourage our listeners to immediately watch it. It is streaming on Hulu if you have Yeah, Hulu. it's... That's it's, how we watch it. Today. It's great. Ryan, what was your favorite fight scene slash scene slash character? Uh, Manji, of course. Natch. Because he's just cool as shit. Um, I, I don't know if I could like pick one because they're all like re like really badass moments. I mm -hmm. do like the um, the first battle where oh, like yeah. it, like he just comes out of the woods and it's like, you know, don't fucking touch her. Uh -huh. And he's got this, like this really cool, BA, yeah, BA uh, moment. And yeah. I, don't know, I thought that was kind of cool, mm -hmm. but he has a couple of those. 
Um, the fight with the uh, the lady. Yeah, Maki Otono Tachibana. Very good. Uh, her was uh, awesome. was pretty fun because mm -hmm. he's just like running around. He's getting his ass kicked by this like young chick, and like, what does he say when he goes by the one building? He's like, "Where did that bitch go?" Yeah, and then just <laughs> stabbed through the chest. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm really gratified that you like it for what it is, because I I couldn't I I, I couldn't tell that from watching this thing it, it was like the first time i saw a scott pilgrim movie okay. i'm like i'm liking so much of this but i can't disassociate from the material that i've loved so much yes that like if, if i can go like i want to talk about the source material but there's not much to go on plus i don't want to ruin too much of it for you yes but like the the climax of the second arc is just unbelievably great i told you about it earlier yes. off mic but the, i think the bummer for me is that I almost wish they had left out Magatsu, the guy with the mask, who talks okay. about uh, what's it called, like like the three rules. Yeah, he's that was actually pretty cool. That remind yeah. that kind of had like a um, like a zombie land element to it. Oh yeah, no, he is a major player in the comic, and okay. he is a really really great character. He's like he's like yeah, I'm with the over you, but I don't really dig it. But I'm just with them because you know I hate samurai, and this is the means to get revenge. And he and Manji actually form like a really cool friendship. Okay. Um, Shira, the guy, he is mammoth in the comics. He becomes like a central villain. And there's this simmering hatred between Magatsu and Shira. There's this really, like, volume 8 is all about, like, Magatsu and Manji versus Shira. And it's really awesome. All right. There's so much kick-ass stuff in the comic in the, in the comic that just couldn't fit into the movie. And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't help but be like... Would you have rather had this as like a trilogy? Yeah, that's how I always think though. I wish, like, to this day, I still wish that Scott Pilgrim had been made into two movies um, versus the world and versus the universe. There's a lot missing from that, from yeah. like reading the comic. Yeah, it, it's it's six volumes. You could have made two movies and just, you climax the first movie with versus Envy and then you climax the third movie with the final fight against uh, against Gideon Graves. Yes. And if, like four, only four is already start over point. I think I, I could have seen this being two movies and being great. Like there's natural points, like or, or massive arcs end that could be fit into movies. Mm -hmm. But I can't. Com I really can't complain. This, yeah, this I, worked. It worked incredibly well. It worked, but I just want like another. I want more. I want, yeah, I want another three-hour movie. And that, that that's a good problem to have. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It could be like it's missed all these things. Well, like the, the 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 gamble that they could have taken was like doing like one like hundred and twenty minute movie, mm -hmm. and then it didn't hit with audiences, and yeah. then you don't. And get apparently, the other it didn't really. This didn't. No, it 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 underperformed. That's awful. People yeah, isn't have, that a shame? People have bad taste. Yeah, I, I think that it just it underperformed, and apparently, it's part of it is that the guy who plays uh, uh, Manji. Something Kimura. I will get back on that. Takako Kimura. For time. Let's say Takako Kimura. Go back. Go back. Uh. Takuya. I think for, for, for as far as I, I I could be listeners, if you're Japanese and I'm totally wrong, I, um, I find my rule of thumb often works best. Um, the emphasis on a Japanese name is almost always on the first syllable, so it's um Takuya. Okay. Takuya Kimura. Kimura. As opposed to me being like, Takuya. Takuya. I'm like, yeah. It's, it's, but there are, there, there are exceptions. Like, there's a guy that like, Takuma. Oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, apparently he was a pop star in Japan, especially starting in the 90s, I think. And One of the, he was a, I'm a member of SMAP. SMAP. One of the best-selling boy bands in Asia. Yeah, he was a boy band singer. So imagine, like, fucking Justin... So imagine, like, Justin Timberlake comes out as the lead of a hyper-violent, awesome comic, and he does a great job, but then the teen girls who were supposed to show up didn't show up because they didn't want to see him covered in blood. Like, what happened if In Time, which I think is a really good movie. In Time? Yes, the one of him and Amanda Seyfried. Oh, With money's, money's Currency. I still think you should read an alpha dog. Oh yeah, I never finished that. Yeah, I still have your copy, don't I? Yes, you do. I will watch that. <laughs> but it's I, I, it's too bad it's underperformed. I think so. It says on the Speaking US. That, oh, hey, thank you. I, this has been here for a while, and we've watched that. Vengeance. But it's it's too bad. Mm -hmm. But it worked out for the best because I think if, if they had gambled on a sequel, like kind of like Golden Compass, yeah, they would have lost. And I think that that's a shame. He swung for the fences though we're doing like a, a three hour movie and like for and me And it's fucking rad. For me it hits. Like I think I can get like 
some of my like the only people I hang out with are chefs and bartenders. Yeah. So all those people, I think I can. Yeah, they would I all really enjoy them. it. All the people that you and I both know. Yeah. Like, I think, yo, this is awesome. Watch it late at night. Yeah. There isn't one any one of our friends. Any if you, if you like action films, there's this is great. There is nothing to like dislike about this other than its length and it totally uses it well. Yes. If you like if you like samurai movies, if you like comic book adaptations, mm -hmm. if you like sick fights and beautiful shots and great editing, there's only everything to like. Unless if you're like the only th only problems I have with it is just that I like the comic so much that I wanted things to happen that they couldn't do, and so on the whole this gets like a this gets a very very strong B plus for me A minus maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like I, I won't give it a plus or minus but I'm, it gets an A for me Word. like a hundred percent. Um, let's let's apply our two tests right. Okay. Yeah, do you have any final thoughts on it before we do our uh, tests? Final thoughts. I mean, just what we were saying. Like, I want more. I'm mm -hmm. selfish in that regard. Give me but, more Takashi. But like, I love my overly long, like, mm -hmm. violent action movies. Like, that's why I love Watchmen so much because yeah. it's like three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. I love, and it, it in my mind it adapts the source material pretty damn well. It does. Except for the ending, but like, you can't really do a giant like. Squid I, I had giant no monster. problem with the ending. The, yeah, that I was that was a smart fix. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, but yeah, I, it's one of my, one of the better movies I've seen so far this year. Yeah. So I'm very happy with it. I recommend everyone go out and see it. So the two tests, which one would you like to do first? Let's see. Well, um, first of all, let's do the, um, let's do the bar test. Okay. The VCR bar test, which I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. You walk in on Sunday afternoon, beautiful sunny day, and you order your drink. Well, first, what are you drinking with this movie? You see this movie's playing. Blade of the Immortal has just started. It's playing on a TV. What drink do you order, and are you sticking around? I think you have to, like, get sake and, like, yeah. sit and, like, just stay Some for a while. Sake, yeah. Like, the only, like, reason I'd be leaving the bar is, like, my wife calling me and be like, hey, like, you need to, like, come home now. And I'd be like... Another like hour and a half, and this movie yeah, will be see, over. I'll be there like, I will. I if I see this is playing, I'm sitting down. I'm probably drinking like shitty sake, and then switching to like shitty beer, and just yeah. like this is cool. Yo, guys, we should all watch this and not talk. Yeah, we like this movie. Yourself. Yeah, often we'll be watching a movie, Ryan, and we're we're talking over it and around it, especially this way I watch movies with subtitles, we were fairly silent all throughout this thing, just completely wrapped in it. Yeah, a couple like, oh shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's happening kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, same, I want some cheap sake and cheap beer, and I'm just going to really enjoy this movie top to bottom. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to like go home and try to think about what I want to watch next, slash if I'm going to reread anything. Yeah. I'd probably like ask the bartender, like, who put this on? Did yeah. you put Was this on? Because if we put this on, like, we can talk for a minute. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Just like, the thing from film spotting. Anyway, yes. um, and the other one which I have dubbed the Katie Contest. Katie Contest. Katie Contests. Okay. okay, I'm down with that. So the test is uh, for people who don't know what it is. We have a friend of the show who is a burgeoning film buff. She loves movies. She wants to be a filmmaker. And the test is: Would you tell this young person or any like any up and coming film aficionado? Would you tell them to watch this movie? Yes, hundred percent. Pretend I'm Katie K. Hi, Ryan. It's me, Katie. Oh, hi, Katie. Um, I, I think you should watch this movie because it's really violent and fun, and it shows, like, what not to do with adapting source material, <laughs> but also making it okay for a mm -hmm. foreign audience. Yes. And it's just fun. And showing how a three-hour-long movie can be fun. Oh, God, yeah. Just ask any of the, anybody in India. Their movies are fucking four hours long. Really? Dude, like, Bollywood films are so long. And I don't get them. Okay. I'm not really a fan of Bollywood. I don't really get it. I don't think I've ever watched a Bollywood they, they film. They, they don't even really. They don't even sing. They they're all lip syncing, and oh. it's super chills feel with them. The Bollywood model is like get a superstar. We're gonna have a three and a half hour movie. It's a love story. There's gonna be a lot of dance sequences, and the person singing who we're getting dubbed in is also a star, and it's just a lot of silliness. I don't really get it. Yeah. Yeah. Not to disparage, but like it probably sucks over there. So like. Maybe. Get your mind off the, like, overly crowded streets. Yeah. It's and, like, like, what am I going to do for four for... hours? I'm going to sit in an air-conditioned movie theater? Yeah, because it's idea. hot and, like, yeah. it's kind of hot and muggy. And, like, it, yeah, it yeah. is, like, really, like, overpopulated. It's, like, the most populous, yeah. one of the most populous places in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would escape into AC in, like, a nice theater. With a some... four-hour movie with a bunch of happy people dancing? Yeah. Just forget about how fucking hot it is outside. Yeah. 
of the children who were blinded and asking for money, like in Slumdog Millionaire. I'm trying to skirt around and not like do the the political thing, be like yes. these shithole countries, but like yes. no, no, that's no, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm it's, just, I'm it's, just it's, quoting Slumdog. It's probably Slumdog. hot, hot yeah. and overcrowded. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Sitting in an air conditioned theater. Good call. Yeah. For me, um, I would definitely recommend this to if someone's like I like I like samurai movies. I'm like, oh, have you seen Blade of the Immortal? It's on Hulu. It's awesome. It's an awesome movie. It's three hours long. Like. I was so engrossed, I didn't even... Like, this movie has invisible editing for me. You know, like, mm -hmm. nothing will make me more annoyed than noticing shitty editing. editing. Yes. I can't watch a movie that's bad editing. And this, seamless. Completely seamless. Like, you can learn a lot from this movie. And it's so long. And this is a good adaptation. It just, it takes liberties, but it just chops it all down and makes it palatable for a mass audience to watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I always have this internal argument, like, in my mind, like, fucking shitty fanboys mm -hmm. the idea of like yeah well why didn't they just do this I'm like cause it's fucking it's a business dummy they yeah. don't care about your artistic inclinations it doesn't matter all they care about is making money they don't care like I have this argument with my brother all the time my brother's an asshole like that he's always like if, if I if, if it were me I'd do this I'm like sure you fucking would what's the specific argument recently oh. Let's see. It would be something like I'm trying. I'm trying to give a specific example, but it's something like you know what? Like, why did they cast that guy? Why did they why did they cast obscure actor from the 1980s? Who I'm a huge fan of. I'm like, because it's not gonna make any money, Dumbo. Yeah, because nobody's gonna come to the theater for that actor. Yeah, I mean, if they like, that's what indie movies are for. Recognize the separation that in yeah. indie indie films are where you get to do all of your fucking cool shit, and that's because there's no money involved. Someone will give you a little bit, but. The, the, the reason why we have shitty blockbusters and we have nothing but sequels, adaptations, and remakes is because they're safe bets. Yeah, nobody, nobody takes chances anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't... It's, it's, it's unfortunately too much to ask to ask the big studios to care about art. Yeah. Sometimes I, it works out, like the Marvel movies. I was listening to a podcast recently and that's saying like they don't make those 20 to $40 million movies anymore. Yeah. That are just like a good like a good story or mm -hmm. like a good like action romp. Yeah. Just they don't do it anymore. They rather spend a hundred million dollars or five million dollars. Yeah. There's no like middle ground of mm -hmm. making a middle ground movie anymore. Yeah. No. Or they'll hope they'll hope that like the five million one. They hope that an indie will make it big. Yeah. It's just it's all it's become all high stakes gambling. Yeah. So I mean, makes sense if you're a business. Like if they have to think like a numbers person, you can't think like an artist or a fan. Yeah, you know this is. I'm gonna harken back to uh, our whip around conversation. Mm -hmm. like, this is my problem with like a lot of blockbusters. It's, Listen it's, to the whip around podcast. Yeah, they're great, great dudes. Uh, like, it, it, like the money making nature of it bugs me. I understand yeah. Hollywood is a business, but like, that's why a lot of those like mass appeal movies don't really work for me. Yeah, like, that's fair. Like, I don't, like I I went to go see the new Jurassic Park movie when it came out. Like three years ago yeah. so I'm like oh cool I like Jurassic Park and then I was like oh wait I forgot the Jurassic Park sequels suck Yeah. and then I was like this is not what I wanted that's not a good movie yeah I think Jurassic World is terrible yeah like, and am not I gonna go see the second movie. one like probably not like mm -hmm. I'll probably wait for it to come on like video on demand and rent yeah. it for five bucks but like to go to the like drive out to the theater spend twenty dollars on two tickets and watch no. it then another 20 at the like getting snacks and drinks like 40 bucks to go see fucking jurassic park no jurassic world no 2, fallen kingdom yep yeah like is there anything coming out this summer that you're looking forward to like incredibles comes out Incre incredibles okay yeah um i incredibles i will go see because pixar can always do yeah. it for me are you working tonight no, of course not. It's, it's time here. Um, tonight, at our local theater, there is a 6 o'clock double feature of the first Incredibles and the second one. Ah, oh, fuck. Why did I agree to work? Oh, you are working. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, in, I'm in my kitchen clothes already, yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. It's 3 o'clock. Yes, it's three. Buddy. It's 3. Oh, shit. Okay, whatever. I, All right, I don't anyway. have to be there for another hour. All right, anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, I would recommend this to any... If, if you want to enjoy movies, or if you're, listen, if you're listening to the show, you probably already love movies. So, if you know someone who... Kind of is on who likes samurai and likes action movies. Tell them to immediately they just grab them, strap them to a chair, open up Hulu, put on Blade of the Immortal. Cause like frame one, it's great. You yeah. see the opening credits, classic Japanese style, blood spatter, kick ass right away. Yeah. It it it, it never stops. It's cool as shit. It's not like Americanized in any sense. No, it's not just even like a, a straight up cool yeah. Japanese action flick. Yeah, like a master Japanese filmmaker and a workman like one too. Fucking a hundred movies in yeah. in under thirty years. And to have That's like bonkers. And this is like 
call this your magnum opus because this yeah. is fucking great. I mean, his magnum opus is probably Thirteen Assassins, but this is his most like popcorny, awesome, streamlined beast. This, this is, is rad. It's cool as shit. Uh, watch it. Yeah, go for it. All right, guys, we're gonna go on break. Um, chill out. Like, there might be some music. I don't think I have time for that. So Danny's gonna tell us like give you an ad of sorts. We'll be right back with other movie talk and such. Hang tight. Hey. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, it. uh... Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And surely... Our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman. You fought? Like this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay. Because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping, I just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit gone girl up his ass? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one <laughs> run in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going no, that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi I'm Ryan. Still Ryan. Hi Gabe. And you're hey. still. I'm still Gabe, still baby. Gabe. What's happening? What up? It was a good break mm -hmm. talking about the masculinity of the '80s. Yes. Your ladies' mm -hmm. likes of pop culture. Yes. What is Michelle Monaghan? What What was her um, like entertainment of the youth? Uh, Mine was Pride and Prejudice, the VHS or the BBC miniseries. She typical like white girl like. Like MTV is shit. Like oh, sure. She uh, I, for Christmas a couple of years ago, I got her the whole collection of the OC. Sure. So was, like, she a, was she a TRL girl or was that after your time? Before uh, your time? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask her about that. Mm -hmm. I know my sister was. My sister actually went there. Oh, the TRL. Yeah. Oh man. So like yeah. So she likes all Remember TRL, that. Ryan? Yeah. That was like the biggest fucking show that like, I think girls my age watch TRL and mm -hmm. the guys my age watch Toonami. Really? Yeah. I never watched Toonami. Yeah. I mean, me and Skipper did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, we have, you guys yeah. are a couple years older than me. Yeah, a couple it's, years It's a weird, you. like... Yeah. We actually discussed, like, the programming of how it happened because I have friends who are three years younger than me who yeah. are really into Dragon Ball Z, and I fell into that weird mm -hmm. middle ground of not getting into yeah. anime. I think three years after you, that's when it started becoming more available. Like, downloading in the internet became a thing. Yeah. Because for us, when I was in high school, you couldn't... If you missed something on TV... You're that fucked. It. That yeah. was it. Sorry, no chance, Lance. Like if you like, if you missed the latest episode of Dragon Ball Z, you were just it was just too bad. Yeah. It, it was not. You had no idea when it was gonna come back, and it was just over. That's weird. I, my uh, my one friend tried to like sit me down and watch like the first couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, not nah, no. doing it for me. Dragon Ball Z. Much like we were talking earlier. If you didn't get into Final Fantasy when you were in like your adolescence, you're never going to get into it. Yeah. Unless if you want to play an extra retro one, extra retro one, like the ones for the SNES. But if I met someone now, if I like, if I had a, like a young son and he's like, like, will I like Dragon Ball Z? I'm like, I don't know, son. It's a little old. I'm sure you might like newer stuff better. Here, watch Black Clover or whatever the big new animes are. Well, I'm sure if you have like a kid who's like, 
four or five and yeah. be like, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, you're probably yeah. ready for that in a year or two and then oh, yes, sit yeah. down and watch it. Like it's like an adult male, right? Like don't don't even try. I did try and it I yeah. just If you want, watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged. <laughs> it's a YouTube series where up to a certain point they've stopped making episodes, but they condense the entire thing into a parody overdubbed thing. Okay. And it's actually very funny and very charming. Mm. And it keeps most of the fights actually fairly intact. And they now have really excellent and it's much funnier, which is kind of a bummer. Mm. Um at one point main character Goku is super beat up and he's underground and he's fighting MVP of the show Vegeta who's transformed into a giant monkey okay. and he says to him hey Kakarot such Goku what's the opposite of Christopher Reeves and Goku's like what and then Vegeta crushes his legs and oh no sorry I fucked up the joke it was, what's the opposite of Christopher Walken oh, it's Christopher Reeves oh gotcha yeah that's fucked up yeah but it's very funny otherwise alright but if you were ever so inclined it's good like I'm cooking here's some YouTube in the background stuff perhaps indeed perhaps um Ryan what have you been watching lately uh I just been I just got the movie room up and running and yeah my <laughs> I was making a big to do about what's the first thing we're gonna watch in here is and then while we were while I was setting up it was just boogie nights yeah. so boogie nights broke in the room nice um Hey, it's got that dick. Yeah, I've been goofing around a lot lately, so I, I've been watching like Futurama reruns. Because mm-hmm. I, I've I just saw been... that on my Hulu account. I'm like, that's Ryan. Yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> I, I was going back from the beginning and watching it from like season one, two. Those first four seasons are, perf- are perfection. Still trying to get Michelle Monaghan into it. Like she, she's never gotten into it. She, uh, I, I can get her into like a couple episodes. Like there's times where like I'm sitting watching it and she'll sit and watch it with me and mm-hmm. like giggle at a few things. And then there's other time where it's on. She's like, "Can we please watch something fucking else?" Yeah. And it's like, okay, well you're not clearly not in, as into this. Mm-hmm. But uh, slowly but surely. Um, Is she the, a Simpsons person? No, no. She's like actively not. Actively not. Why? Uh, it's not her thing. I've tried. Over the almost decade we've been. Is she together. like a friends person? Yeah. I found that there there like growing up there was a weird reruns time of seven PM. Mm-hmm. People yeah. either watched watch Simpsons or Friends. Yeah. And there was there was very there was next to no overlap. You can I write a paper one on or that. the other. And that was always Simpsons. Yeah. So, like it's I still love like seasons like one through ten. Mm-hmm. And like there's so many great episodes in there and they're not like the thing I like about The Simpsons in that time was like it could be funny, charming, and like family friendly Absolutely. at the same time. And it, like seeing the uh, there was a famous quote by uh, the first George Bush mm-hmm. about like uh, our family should be more like the Waltons and less like, like The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. And like you watch like the first ten seasons now, and you're like, what is was wrong yeah. with this? No, like um, especially uh, compared to like. TV today, like Family oh, Guy, South Park, like yeah, oh my god, why are you going after the so Simpsons? It's so tame. Yeah, it was it was a different time. Another YouTube, it was a YouTuber I like called uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. He mainly does um anime analyses, but he does a brilliant breakdown of what happened at the Simpsons, why it was such a phenomenon, why it was so hated, and what happened that why it went super downhill. And it's just it has like millions of views at this point. Okay. it's just a great like like 20 to 30 minute analysis of the Simpsons. And Send me that. I, I would like yeah, to watch that. Yeah, I'll get to you right away. It's great. But it, it, it was t- back in the 80s. It was all about the nuclear family. Everything was going fine. Yeah. And it was one of the very first bits of counterculture that was on television. Because people were not aware. Of it. All people had were family ties and shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's a dad strangling his kid. And, and But there's such soft, warm episodes. Yeah, there really are. Yes, it's just just fuddy duddies gonna be fuddy duddies. Yeah, essentially. Um, and the other thing I've been watching, which is the one thing I told you I was going to bring up, was I started. Uh, I think early in our recordings, I was talking about watching this, but the mem- memories of Crystal Lake. Uh huh. Crystal Lake memories. Um, so I finally started watching that again because I was reading something about like. Oh, the Friday the Thirteenth game won't get any more DLC because of rights issues, and I was like, rights oh. issues, really? Um, and apparently the. The original, the guy who was like, wrote the first one, uh, is claiming that he has copyright to it, and the guy who like owns the rights says, "No, you don't, because you're an employee of this company, and copyright laws, uh, which 
will help us uh, not help us in the bar uh-huh. is if you're working for an establishment all your work is claimed by the establishment not by you yep so your company like he his company owns what that the work that yeah, was produced yeah that makes sense you, once, you, once you're done writing your script and the studio buys it you no longer it's not your script anymore you have yeah. no ownership over it you unless you specifically it. fought for it you sold your idea it's not yours anymore yes um, so I was curious just to go back and like watch some of it and like it's it's still. I'm hoping to get to a point in the series where the actors and actresses aren't bitching that they could have been somebody if their character wasn't that written out. That sounds depressing. But like the the whole thing with like Friday the Thirteenth is like you are nameless. Like you are victim number you are, one. Yeah, you're victim number eight. Mm-hmm. Like that's who you are. I'm sorry your career isn't going the way you wanted it to go. Now that you're like in your 50s but like dude i'm sorry it's not like the dream's not gonna happen some some of them totally did make it happen like, yeah like like um jennifer aniston and her leprechaun yes and there's plenty of others renee zellweger matthew mcconaughey and a texas chainsaw massacre three or something maybe i don't even know I don't watch those. it's not my genre yeah um but yeah it's like narrated by Corey feldman which is kind of Fun. funny yeah there's some cool interesting tidbits like where they film things how things were. it's a nice behind the scenes like documentary mm-hmm. i think it's like probably like 10 hours long and I'm only done with like hour two but it's um I don't know just giving me like pause for thought on like a series that I've loved so much I think Danny's a big fan of that too right yeah you know right I was thinking about this I'd love to have another like sub series that we could alternate besides this here for the boys or the boys are back in town Mm -hmm. where I don't think I've ever seen a single Friday the 13th film top to bottom nor Nightmare on Elm Street so I feel like it's a it's a gaping hole in my film education so I kind of feel like um, every other week or so, let's also do one of these as like a, like a sub thing, just to talk about it quick. I would love I mean, to do Freddy vs. Jason for this. We'll, we'll culminate in Freddy vs. Jason. That's fine. So I think maybe we'll we'll do that down the line, or maybe sure. sooner rather than later. Because I think it's something I can just put on the background and probably just like be on my phone while I watch it and be like, Five Thirteenth One, Ryan, what do you know about it? What's the deal? And how did I feel about it? It was another Friday Thirteenth film. Yeah, I mean they're not like great movies. Like I like them more for like nostalgia factor. Yeah. That's just me because like I was watch I watched all of them by the time I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your Final Fantasy. Yeah, essentially. Like I I I can't really recommend someone to like get into Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. now. It's yeah. You have to like have that like, it, it's almost teenagery. I gotcha. No, I I it, I feel like I'm I've missed out by having not seen them, and for a completionist's sake, I feel like I should. I, I, that makes sense. I mean, they're iconic brands. I just want to be able to say that. Oh yeah, I've seen all the Friday and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. I think I have more of an more an inclination towards Nightmare because for me, I mean, Freddy first of all charismatic and funny, yep. and also I like the, the psychological idea of dreams and fighting in dreams. That sounds cool to me. Yeah, it's that one's a little bit more. I don't know more. It's just yeah, it's a, it's a totally different tone. Okay. But uh, there's both. Are really good. Yeah, it'll make for a nice casual casual watching for me. Are they streaming anywhere? They... I have all of them. I will borrow. I have them. all of the for the thirteenth, all of the nightmares. I do not have all of the Halloweens though. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe we'll do that one as well at some point. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, Ryan? Uh, that's about it. How about yourself? Uh, speaking of horror films, I saw Hereditary. Yay, nay. Yay. Okay. Ultimately, yay. But on the whole, uh, I had a lot of problems, but visually, excellent. Editing, excellent. Performances, excellent. I just feel like it was, like, half of it was a really well-invested character drama about grief and trauma and hereditary illnesses, like schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of squanders all of it by being, waka waka, monsters. Oh. And I'm like, oh, uh, this was better before you made it about a supernatural threat. Mm. This was much more interesting before you did that. And I think it could have stayed interesting. It's like, it, it's as if, like, there was no subtlety. To, have you seen The Babadook? Yes. Yeah. It would like be Babadook. as if The Babadook had no subtext. Okay. Or it, it built subtext, and then it turned out there was a physical monster that had to fight at the end of it. And you'd be like, okay, that's not the movie you were, you wrote. Yeah. But that's fine. But, I mean, it's a good horror movie on the whole. It does a thing that I think is really impressive. There are next to no jump scares, but there are definitely scary elements to it. Okay. But it does that thing you can really appreciate in older horror films where all the suspense, 
Danny was saying that it's very suspenseful, not very scary. But all suspense is long, long shots of a character looking at something that's filling them with terror, and it just won't cut to it. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then eventually cuts to it. Okay. And usually it's worth it. All right. Um, I think you can wait to see it, Ryan. All right. Unless if you really feel like it. If it, like, do you know any other people who've seen it and liked it a lot? No, I've I've heard chatter about it, but like yeah. no one that I like physically know like yeah. has gone and seen. In it. in our in our group of other movie fans, I don't know how they'd feel about it. I think it it leans more into my style of horror, which is all psychological. Okay. And then really, did you see The Witch? No, I have it. I bought it. I just haven't watched it yet. It's a lot like The Witch. Okay. So, which is a great atmospheric, well made, well thought through movie that ultimately you're like. Oh, so that's what you were doing. Okay. Alright. So I walked out shrugging but liking a lot of it. Alright, cool. Besides that, I don't know, I'm going to see The Incredibles this week. Can't wait for that. Mr. Rogers documentary comes out soon. And then the Mr. Rogers movie starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. America's dad. God, I love Mr. Rogers. Or no, he would be more like America's favorite uncle. Yeah, exactly. He had all the SNL thing when he did that. I feel like I saw something else, Ryan, but what was it? Hmm. Hmm. Ryan, tell me what I saw. Uh, probably a movie. I think it was a movie. Maybe more of your TV shows. Could be. A lot of anime, as always. Yeah, I was logging to your Hulu, and it's like, ah, Gabriel's up. Mm-hmm. Anime. Yep. And it's then it's, just... it's always animated, dumb comedies with me. It's like, oh, yep. Ryan's watching South Park or Futurama. Golden Girls is always my brother, and what, is, what does Skipper watch on my Hulu? Uh, he also watches anime, I believe. Yep, anime. Yeah. He watches, yeah. like, Bleach and such, which I fell out of a long time ago. Oh, I did see that come up there recently. Yeah, that that one's a bummer now for me. Yeah, I wish I had a streaming service you could steal from me from. Yeah, one of these but you have them all. You'll find them. Yeah, I'll find it. If for some reason you have a Crunchyroll account. Crunchyroll. All anime. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan. So that's all we watch this week. Um, anything you're looking forward to besides Incredibles? What's it's it's summertime. It's supposed to be yeah, big yeah, blockbuster yeah. season time. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. meh. I don't really know what I'm looking forward to either. Just, I have Incredibles, and it really, I'm, I'm just really looking forward. Oh, I, I saw the Pope documentary. I didn't oh, really say that. Okay. Yeah. How was it? it? It's exactly what you expected. It's a bit of a puff piece. It's uh, about the fucking Pope. Yeah. And it was very, it was, it was uh, ultimately very engrossing, but I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that Mr. Rogers one. All right. Cool. Yeah, so, not like there's really gonna be any skeletons in that closet. No, he actually was that nice. Yeah, like I remember my uh, my father-in-law was like trying to tell me about the. Uh, you know, he was a sniper in Vietnam. He was like a tattoo <laughs> on his arm. That's why he's, like, he never rolls up his sleeves. Yeah, I was like, it's a myth. urban legend. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, it's true. I was like, that's a myth. Urban legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shame. Anyway, Ryan, let's play a little game. Okay. Yes. Yes. Let's do this. All so, right. as per format, we are. Down to our punk rock pick, and I have selected three movies, and you will select, you will eliminate one, and then we will flip a coin. All right. So first up looks like Return of the Living Dead, which I actually did buy, and I have yet to watch. Fantastic. That might um, be a great option for some us. Some of them, I always get admonished by my friends for not watching any of the uh, like George Romero movies. It I, is not a Romero movie. Well, I know it's it's the the comedy version oh, yeah. of it, but like it, it's along those lines. I'm like I've never have you seen, seen any of the Romero movies. Uh uh-uh. I saw the remake. Oh. That Snyder did. Personally, I don't really get it. I think they're fine. I, I, I think it's part of like the early, like before the zombie boom, like yeah. my uh, group, my one group of friends was just very into like old school horror, mm-hmm. which is my sensibilities. But I was never around when they were like getting into this zombie thing and I yeah. still don't get the zombie thing. I think that the, you're never going to make a better zombie movie than Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Because it, it's already a fully formed character comedy movie with genuine fear and genuine violence. Mm-hmm. And if anyone ever makes a better zombie movie, I'll eat my hat. I don't know. I just, I just don't get the zombie appeal. I don't Walking get Dead. Zombie I think in high school, it's, it's just a kill fantasy. Yeah, like I, I remember. If in, you collect weapons, you probably like zombies. Like I remember buying like the zombie survival guy because I was like, this is kind, of, is funny, kind of funny, like apocalyptic. And yeah, then yeah. I was like, I just don't like. I don't, yeah, I don't you kind of grow out of it. Yeah. And I, I grew way out of it. Yeah. So, right, anyway, let's, let's watch, watch the trailer. trailer for Return of the Living Dyad. Ooh, Screen Factory release, too. Fun. Oh, Orion. Uh-huh. Bless those people. Let me synths already.
I think this hat's with me already. Yeah, I'm in. That's so a good I, lock. I don't know how the other two. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Trailer number two. Rock and roll high school. Yes. You're really trying here for me, aren't I you? I always do, Ryan. I try to please you. It's 
I recall correctly, we watched this trailer in a previous episode, and the trailer was just kind of nonsense. And then I tried to find clips of the awesome action scenes. This is what bore the midnight movie. Yep. So, in case, well, I, obviously you couldn't tell a fuck all about that movie from that trailer, but the basic premise is that um, riding through the desert is a cowboy, all in black, known as El Topo, or I think anyway, and his naked son riding along with him, and basically he is trying to kill the three best gunslingers in the West, and then when he finally does that, he goes into exile, and then he comes back as a monk who must finish the job. Okay. Yeah, but it's all fucking weird. Ryan, what are you eliminating? El Topo. Fair enough. Uh, I'm sure at some point you will just bring it in and force Mm -hmm. me to watch it, Ah. but when you give me a choice, um, the other two look far more entertaining. Yeah, I agree. And they're more punk rock. Yeah, so it will be between... Rock and Roll High School and... Return of the Living Living Dead. Dead. So, um... Ryan, your call. Let's put the heads Mm -hmm. for Living Dead. Heads of the Living Dead. Tails or mounts? It is heads. We're doing Return of the Living Dead. Cool. How exciting. I'm actually very excited. That was one I was actually hoping would come about. That looked like the most interesting one. Not that the other two didn't. Yeah. Great, but this one just looked the I, best. We'll definitely get around to Rock and Roll High School at some point. I think it's yeah. a must for Ramones fans. And it looks like it's a fun 80s movie. Yep. And then um, next week we'll just, I, I guess, palate cleanser should just be both of us. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure that we'll out. Figure we'll figure that we'll, out. Um, just bring, uh, bring a couple you want to do. Bring two you want to do, and I'll bring two. And then we'll and eliminate. eliminate one of the others. Okay. That sounds good. I like it. I'm down with it. Cool. Ryan, do some plugging. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Uh, pictures of my cat, pictures of cocktails, other random goofabouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me every Friday and Saturday night at the bookstore Speakeasy, uh, 336 Adam Street, South Bethlehem. I will be there slinging gin and Dorsen Sin. Come on in. Word. And let's talk and drink. Nice. Yes. Go you also ahead. want to mention the... Uh, uh, yeah, my, uh, my food truck will be up shortly. You can follow us on Instagram there at Brogies LLC. Uh, yeah. Food truck selling quality Pennsylvania Dutch food, focusing on pierogies, which are also Polish. Yeah. Polish generally, but this area is kind yeah, of like a melting pot. pot, so the Germans also took it. And, yeah, yeah so. I dig it. If you want to hear um, the sounds of people who aren't us just reveling in how much they enjoyed them, listen to the Whip Around episode that Ryan and I just appeared in. Yes, and also stick around and just listen to the Whip Around. They're yeah, good they're, people. A good, show. good people. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hope you're listening. For me, guys, please listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Gallant radio show, where Daniel Gonzalez and I talk about literature and nothing else ever. It's the most boring only, show. Only boring books. Show. We just talk about books and shit. Yes. But just mainly books. Yes. Um, besides that, uh, shit, follow me personally on Instagram at babymar of five A's. I'm trying to get my cocktail and food writing off the ground again. I'm trying to think of a good name for it for my WordPress. I'm thinking... Just because of the alliteration works, even though I hate the term. I'm thinking Mara Mixology. Okay. I think that works. There's nothing worse than a mixologist. I know. See, I want to call it Martender. 
Uh, that that sounds better. Yeah, Mar Martin Maratender. Then people might think your name's Mark. Yeah, or yeah, I'm I'm a Martender, like like the death tender. Yeah, something like that. So um, I might also use this as a springboard to do some event bartending. So that might also be a good idea. Beautiful. So when that's up and running, I hope to do some more writing about cocktails. I want to interview bartenders in the area and write little profiles for them. After the death of our patron saint, um, Anthony Bourdain, I'm like, I should really get back into my dream of doing food writing. Yeah. Yeah. In any cases, um, that's the show. And come back next week for Return of the Living Dead. And as always, give us five stars reviews on the iTunes and the Stitcher. Write into us at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. Just follow us on Instagram at sexandviolencepod. Come at us, bros. Yeah, do it. Do it. We love you. Love you. See See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com 